Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Hi everybody, this is Natalie Brown from Soul Searcher and today I'm joined by the amazing Simona Mango. She's in Spain and I'm in New Zealand. So, you know, this is amazing that we can actually meet, you know, online and it doesn't matter where we are and we can just talk to each other all over the world, isn't it, Simona? It's amazing. Thank you so much, <laughs> Natalie. I'm so happy to be here with you. Mm, this is beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So, Simona, she helps women to free themselves from the traps and the chains that society, family, the schooling system, religion, tradition, and manipulative morals keep us, keep the, the morals that we keep using to stop them in their tracks and clip their wings. Hmm. Simona guides you to see from the perspective of your soul as opposed to the perspective of your mind. And your soul sees everything with perfect clarity. This is what she says. And it will remind you of what your true life purpose is. She calls this process switching from the outlook of the caterpillar to the outlook of the butterfly. I love that, Simona. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. How did you get to where you are today? Being a spiritual coach, being a life coach, how, what's your journey? Tell us a bit more about your story. Um, so my story was more the story of the caterpillar than of the butterfly. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, you know, um, searching, uh, wondering, stressing out, fretting, asking questions. I didn't get any answers. And uh, doing some nice things, some really nice things, but always wondering, feeling that there was, there should be something else, something more and wondering what that could be and not getting any answers. Um, uh, that's, that's where the, you know, when, you, when you're kind of stuck in the, really in the perspective of the caterpillar, they can crawl up the, the, the twigs, the branches, but they can't fly. And I thought there, there must be a way, there must be a way to fly. Humans can mm. fly. I, I, I thought like humans can fly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so my story was was a story of um, uh, always searching, always questioning, always asking, and often finding that uh, without knowing how and why, but things should be different. And this is since I was a small kid. I thought like, oh, this can't be right. And you know, the, the adults would swear that it was right, that that's how it is. And I was like, oh, this can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> so my story is actually uh, a quest <laughs> mm, beautiful I love that and I believe that actually within that inquiry we always find you know the different threads of information that we need to find that then leads us on the path to our purpose because I believe we have many soul callings we have lots of little different things that call us into the space of that divine mission right so when we enter that divine mission it feels like flow it feels like harmony it is loving presence it's just beautiful so 
I feel like we have to be that caterpillar, right? We can't skip a stage of metamorphosis as such, of transformation. We have to go through the shadows. We have to see ourselves in the space of, you know, um, looking at our struggles and going, well, how can I overcome this? And often when those struggles come in, that's when the ego mind really comes in. Um, and the ego kind of takes over and says, you can't do this. You can't climb up that little stalk and get to the top. And so what were some of your challenges reaching, you know, getting to where you are today? Um, quite a few. I think the biggest challenge was uh, being born into a family that kind of um, banished every and anything feminine. Imagine that all all feminine energy was seen as not good. It was a uh, and even my mother. I mean, she was a woman, but she was she was a a bit of a macho woman, <laughs> you know. And um, so ev- everything feminine was dismissed as um, second rate, uh, not relevant, uh, silly, that kind of stuff. And I felt this to be very very. Uh, wrong I felt that this is it this could not be true it yeah. could not be right and so that was my biggest challenge living uh you know surviving actually this kind of of uh imprinting this kind of of um conditioning where yeah. uh, it, it would have been much better if I were a boy <laughs> you know yeah. Then, but yeah but I'm not a boy and am I am I not good because of that and when you're a kid of course you don't filter anything you get these open and subliminal messages very very clearly and Mm. takes takes quite a it took for me quite a lot of time to get over all that and and really you know be okay with what I was and what I wanted to be I didn't want to become a boy (laughs) you know you are a woman you know and Thank you for sharing that, Simona. That's a really vulnerable share. And I feel often what happens in our households and, you know, society with relationships, our parents, schooling, you know, they project their stuff onto us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and their disappointments and everything. And that's structured box that we are that we have been kept in as women for such a long time um is being broken you know it's literally crumbling and so the feminine is rising the feminine is coming out of that cocoon and we are saying here we are but because we've gone through that really male dominated masculine structured way of growing up and being we fully understand it we see where our wounds are. We see where all of those things are, and we can actually rise out of it. And that makes us stronger, I agree. which is, I presume, is exactly what you did, Simona. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, mm. Know where you're coming from. Keep the good stuff and, you know, uh, kind of get over the parts that don't serve you, that you don't like, that you don't agree with, that don't, yeah, mm. that don't resonate at all. 
Yeah. So, so how did you get rid of, how did you rise into your feminine? And I just want to say to the listeners out there, if you want to ask us any questions, we are live. So feel free to type your question in the comments and I will have a look at them when they pop up and feel free to, you know, bring your questions to this conversation. Sorry, Simona, carry on. Um, it, it took, it took being, I think, so disappointed with my father that I decided that his opinion was not going to um, influence me or stop me or do anything with me ever again. Mm. And this kind of took all, um, took everyone and everything with him. Whoever would not understand was kind of not, <laughs> how shall I say, not worthy of stopping me. Mm. this kind of stuff it was it was a it was more of an intuitive thing I don't think it was really a, a big rational you know kind of uh conclusion I got to it boiled down to that after after a few years after some time it took some time it took years mm. but then I decided that no y y you are so wrong that I'm not interested in your opinion anymore and whoever mm. shared that kind of thing I'm sorry I'm not interested in your opinion either and I'm going to go my way, whatever you think. Might work for you, does not work for me. I'm going my way without you. And that was it. And that was one, one moment when I thought, I'm okay. Yeah. But um, that was late. That was, God, uh, must have been 16, 17, I don't know. That, that, that came, there was a struggle of many years. <laughs> yeah and it's that's beautiful and it sounds like your soul guided you because today our topic is living from soul right um and to release the perceptions of the ego mind of our struggles yes we still have to see us you know all of our shadows and the struggles and and like i said your father was the catalyst to you awakening into your soul yes. light yes he was to awaken into your feminine yes. right and yes, so and ultimately and I always feel this. We have to thank those people and say thank you for the lessons and for everything that you have given me mm. of what I don't want to be, of what I don't want in my life, yeah. of who I am not. Yes. And then then you can rise authentically in your own light and your own divine feminine energy. And you can step into this process of then teaching from that space. Yes, which yes. is what you're doing now. You are yes. teaching women yeah. from that space yes. of societal suppressions, you know, the way that things are supposed to be. So tell mm. me a bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, it's it's a matter for me of making peace with all of that. Like, for example, I managed to thank my father for all of that. Mm. Uh, I did a little bit of that while he was still alive. But um, just as just as far as I could go with him, but then I I finished doing that and really thanking him for everything afterwards, and that really worked. Mm. And so it's a matter to it's a matter of understanding, uh, man or woman, as a human being, what you are, what your position, your role is in this universe, and. This is true for also for men. This is true, I think, for people in general, not only for women. We tend to underestimate our role, our creative potential. We tend to underestimate our mission here. Uh, 
the reasons why or the reason the reasons why we are here we tend to think like you know you're born because because some 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 cell stuff happened ask the biology teacher no not really <laughs> so uh, my the, the main the main part of my work is to is to help uh, people understand women in particular understand how how big they are how great they are and from that position of understanding that no you're not only you're okay but you are much bigger and much more beautiful and more important than you thought you were and that you were ever able to you know even think or accept that puts you in a position where you you kind of uh worth it and where you're worthy of pursuing anything your desires your things because you understand that actually actually maybe um you know maybe i was meant to mm. and this, this is this is what really makes my heart sing when 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 women get to that realization and they say you know what uh i'm gonna i'm gonna change my my route now i'm gonna i'm, I'm really going to go for it and this as nothing makes me more happy when i see human being like bloom <laughs> um, and it is that metamorphosis you know it is that beautiful butterfly but we can see the beauty in the butterfly but can they and i think this is where women where we're now stepping into the empowerment stage of women yes we're still going through the transformational stage every single being on this planet has to go through that transformation right yeah but we are in the evolution stage as well and in the um empowerment stage where we are now looking at ourselves with love and we're knowing that we are love we're looking at ourselves from a space where we go well we're no longer this we're no longer our fear we're no longer our shame we're no longer blaming other people for our problems. We are standing That's up as right. sovereign beings, as women. Right. And we're rising beyond all our belief systems. And those belief systems are, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not meant to be here doing what I'm doing without diplomas and certificates and all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because the soul does not need certificates and diplomas. No, it doesn't. The soul just teaches, it just you know, you are that divine channel for source. exactly, and that's exactly what I mean. Um, you know, with my with my uh, caterpillar and butterfly um, uh, example, say, as long as you are in the fears, you are in the mind, and I see the mind as a caterpillar. And when you step into your soul, you have this perspective that's so different. The soul. You know the soul can fly and it sees things from above it's it's a completely different really perspective point of view so as a as when when you're in the mind you you're you're still stuck in what's around you and what's around you is big and you are small and what's around you is scary and you are scared and when you're when you're soaring over everything and you're seeing it from above you, you know you look down in it and you go like, oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Oh, I see. And you, you see you see the geometry from above <laughs> that you can't see when you're in it. You're in a labyrinth. And when you're flying above it, you see that it's a pretty geometry and you, you understand how to navigate it. And that mm -hmm. for me is is the, the butterfly uh, perspective. 
Mm, yeah absolutely beautiful mm. and I love that because um, I always say look at things from a bird's eye view but actually what just came through for me and was spirit was showing me was when we are getting out of our we have to be in the now moment okay don't get me wrong but sometimes when the crazy when the chaos is there and it's too crazy and life's too crazy we have to rise above it we have to rise out of our human body and how do we do that through meditation we do that through yoga through walking in nature whatever it is right so get ourselves out of our mind into a state of higher consciousness yeah. and so we're rising into connection with our higher self it's not like our higher self is something that is removed from us it is there for us. Our soul is there constantly steering us in the right direction, right? Yes. So, and hmm, carry on. No, go for it. Go, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we're connecting with our higher self, our higher soul self, and we're in that stillness, that space of stillness, all of a sudden we let go of all of that chaos around us and we can tune into that divine feminine energy, that stream of light that is always moving through us. Mm. Absolutely. And you know when you say being in the being in the present that's what the soul does being mm. in your soul is actually being in the present the soul yes. is really in the present uh it's perfectly rooted in what you're doing now uh, it, it's the mind who flees the present and is always busy in the past or in the future or god knows where mm. so yeah yeah the more <laughs> you're in the soul the more you are in the present yeah, I love that. Yeah. They loved our comment, rise above the crazy. Love that. <laughs> so yeah. how do we as human beings, how do we as women, feminine, divine, gorgeous women, how do we navigate this crazy, right? How do we navigate the crazy of the mind? How do we navigate the crazy of the world? Especially right now when we're in that stage of, you know, moving into this evolutionary um, space, this space of empowering ourselves mm -hmm. more um, and not continuing to push ourselves down and thinking that everything is wrong with ourselves. How do we actually, what kind of tools can you share with us that will help that maybe you use as well as a woman to help us rise out of this crazy that we have going on in our heads and around us? I love the the crazy. So the crazy the crazy is something that we don't really resonate with, is it? It's something that we don't really want in our lives. It's something that um, uh, you know makes us miserable, actually, and and it it gives us bad thoughts and bad emotions, and we feel them in the body, and that's what actually pulls us down. That's what lowers our energy, and then we are stuck somewhere lower and we can't get out of it so it's a matter of deciding that we don't do crazy anymore we it's it's not for us we don't like it and it's a matter of recognizing it because sometimes it sneaks in into things that we think are normal but they're actually crazy they're part of the crazy and and they're not uh, we should not be accept, accepting them so when we mm. recognize what they are and and just decide that no this is not good for me this is not in my highest good this is not in this is isn't in anyone's highest good this is part of of that that crazy stuff that comes from where from fear it comes from fear all the crazy stuff only comes from fear the soul does not do crazy and the soul does not do fear 
it's, it's yeah. the mind that does all of that so i have a i have a, a, a my meter system to always know at any moment if i am in the mind or in the soul or say closer to the mind or closer to the soul it's how i feel so do i feel like fantastic do i feel happy do i feel like great this is wonderful whatever this is this is wonderful then then i'm closer to the soul if I'm feeling anything less than wonderful, I'm closer to the mind because the soul only does wonderful. And who does all the, you know, all the other shades of, of horror is the mind. So if I'm feeling depressed or, you know, miserable or heavy or anything, angry or sad or whatever, I know I'm in the mind. So this is a very clear meter at any moment, you know, you know who's, who's running the show. Is it the mind or is it the soul? And the secret is to always get out of the of the zone of the mind when you when you uh, catch yourself being in there, dwelling in there. Yeah, and it can be situations dragging you down, people dragging you down, the crazy, whatever the crazy is, can be things, people, places. Uh, it can be your job, it can be relationships, it can be anything. If we have the the the, the awareness and and you know the, the to really have a look and say oh wait a minute I'm there no I should be on the other side wait and get ourselves out and how do we do that we just reach for the next next best uh, thought next best feeling next best anything I say I say just move your gaze you're looking at something that you don't like move your gaze along until you find something you like better. And that will already put you in a completely different position. That will raise your energy to a point where you're already able to make completely different choices and to feel in a completely different way. Mm. You don't have to let things and people drag you where you don't want to go. They can do that physically, but you can always move your mind somewhere else. You have the choice. Yeah. You know, as to how you react to what's happening outside outside of you and outside of your power you have no power over other people or whatever but how you react to them mm, i love that you have no power over other people you only have power over your own choices yes. and when you make your own choices that reflects ripples that power or that choice to others um, and it's interesting, yeah. I just want to come back to what you just shared, you know, there's always a need that we want to fulfill, there's a need, and that need causes, or we can cause drama, we love, some people love the drama, you know, they feed on the drama of the ego, the drama of um, what that gives them is like, it fulfills that need for them, they feel more loved because they have drama in their life, right, yeah. and a lot of people, a lot of women, men as well, they can't function without the drama because it's constantly filling their cup. So they're filling their cup from the ego mind and not from the soul. And this is where it's very important to go. And I love what you say, go into that inner feeling space to find out, you know, is this actually doing anything for me? Is this fulfilling me or is it just putting a bandage over for the moment and I'm actually not dealing with what's underneath. I'm not healing the wounds. I'm not going into that space where I'm actually listening to what my soul is guiding me to. 
but I'm continuously going and listening to the ego and creating more drama. And that's just creating a perpetuating cycle where there's more wounds, more experiences that's going to come your way that's going to help you bring you into a higher consciousness or into a state of learning. So ultimately, what is the need here? You know, I feel that we need to ask ourselves, am I fulfilling that need for myself? Or am I actually wanting someone else to do that for me? That's Can right. I take care of it myself? That's mm. right. And who wants the drama, again, is your ego mind. Mm. So uh, people who dwell in the drama and look for it and, and keep, you know, uh, putting themselves in those situations, it's because they are settling for a lot less than they could have. So if they are looking for this kind of satisfaction, they're only satisfying a little part of their ego. They will never be truly satisfied. Yeah. This is this is not this is not so uh, that kind of thing that makes you feel like important or makes you feel heard or makes you feel in that way. This is this is um not even feeding it's just pacifying the ego for a little bit and the ego wants more and more and more and you are more and more and more caught in all of that mm. and then when you if you get in the space of the soul and you understand that you don't need love from outside because you are love and then if some other love comes your way wonderful you are ready to accept it you are ready to return it because it's just love for the sake of love. It's not that you are attaching yourself to someone or to something, hoping to get something out of it because you're desperate. Not at all. Mm. That's why I say they're settling because, because that's not the real thing. And you said yeah. bandage earlier, and that's exactly it. That's that's exactly bandage for for, for holes that you don't want to see. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and the interesting thing as well is that when we bandage everything up, we're actually stopping ourselves from being seen. Um, we're energetic, right? We have a frequency, so we're bandaging up everything, and that actually stops our frequency. So, yeah, un, you know, unbandaging, dearmoring, yes, um, kind of you know, releasing all the thoughts, the thought processes that's unhelpful. You know, is this serving me? I think the question is, is this serving me? Is this helping me? Is this making me feel good? If the answer is no or maybe, then, you know, do something else that will change that perspective. Like you said, minute by minute changes is all that's necessary. That's Often right. people ask me, where do we start? I'm like, just think differently. Just exactly. start by saying, if you're saying to yourself constantly, I can't do this, I'm not enough. Change that sentence around saying, I will try my best. It's okay where I am right now. I am enough. Yes. Yeah, and I will so, do better. Mm. But you know that uh, I think uh, I think that the problem with all these this um, kind of bandaging thing is that we feel we have these wounds and things have hurt us and all of that, which has of course happened. But when you come when you come into the space of the soul, uh, you are able to look back at these things. Uh, in you know from the right perspective put them back into perspective and 
and um, see that actually no one and nothing can hurt you. You are, you are not, uh, it's a big word, but you are not vulnerable. Mm. You are as vulnerable as you accept to be. As much, you know, as you give your power away and you put yourself at people's and, and situations mercy, yeah. anything can happen. But you don't have to do that. You cannot wound a soul. You can mm. only wound an ego and a body, mm. of course. But you, you cannot wound you cannot wound a soul. Yeah. So the wounds, of course, they're there. It's important that we acknowledge them, that we see them, that we heal them. But we do not need to be wounded again and again. We don't. Mm. So how do we, you know, that can perpetuating cycle of wounding how do people step out of that you know first of course it's a thought process but what kind of tools can we give them today or what kind of tools can you give them today where if they are in that space of feeling down or feeling like they're not good enough they can't see this power this love within them what can you do or help them understand to move into that space where they go, actually, you know, I can do something about this. They can change their thoughts. We already talked about you. They can change their thoughts. They can choose something different. But is there anything else that you can give them that will help them to step into more empowerment? Yes, um, there is one there is one um, process that I like a lot, and that is to take people into their subconscious mind mm -hmm. and uh, see what's there and uh, it's it's a uh, you know and change mend things there change them there in a in an inner journey in a in a visualization in a in a situation that they will not make up that will just present itself to them where they can see and uh, where they can act and interact uh, the way they want they can choose I can guide them and they can choose what they want to do and they choose how to react and they can they can I, I can give them a task and they can do it and when you start repairing things in that space we all know that the subconscious mind is much stronger much more powerful uh, than our uh, rational uh, conscious mind when it comes to how we behave what we do how we react to things so if we start going down there and cleaning out limiting beliefs from the subconscious mind and rewriting uh, stories rewriting patterns rewriting situations changing them there it's incredible how uh, the change shows up in the in the conscious mind, in the day to day life, in 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 the behaviors, in the reactions to things. Hmm. It's amazing. It's yeah. it's usually not easy to go there on your own, but if you get guided there, and and it's it's a very interesting place to explore. It's amazing. Well, you know yeah. all about it. <laughs> so you know you know how much can be done there, and you yeah. know how much the work you do down there what uh, uh, huge effects it will have on 
up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just talking into that as well, what Simona is talking about the unconscious mind, if we do not know something, we can't do something about it. It's very important that we bring it into awareness. Now, right. that awareness first happens in your body messenger. That awareness of your body telling you that there's something wrong, okay, that, or there's something, I, I don't like talking about wrong and right, actually, that there's something going on that needs to be brought up into awareness. So when you bring it into awareness, you can do something about it. You can make a different choice. Um, you can move your body. You can do whatever you want to be able to get that out, right? But if it's in that unconscious, subconscious mind, it's there dormant waiting to like to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, to be transformed and transmuted and alchemized into light so that you can use it for, um, you know, to move forward, to empower you, to teach from that space, to, you know, raise your frequency. But unless you actually want to go there, and this is the, the, the pain point here for people is they feel afraid to go there. They feel afraid to be able to go into the unconscious, subconscious mind. And rightly, as Simona says, it's better to get you to um, guide or get someone to guide you through that process, which is, you know, you're going into the Akashic Records, basically. And you're entering the Akashic Records, you're entering past life information, um, you're entering your cell memory and all of that information yeah. that is then yeah. clearly, you can clearly see it for what it is. Yeah, and um, also you, you're hmm. accessing just just the storage, you know, just also very simple memories from this life hmm. uh, that you're not aware of, things that you have forgotten on that are not clear for you, or stuff that you picked up before you were you able to speak, and so you would really not be aware of them, and they are stored there, and you can go there, and obviously you cannot remove a problem that you can't see uh, about being afraid of going there uh, you don't need to be afraid because your soul will never let you see anything that you cannot handle so it will only take you as far as you can handle in that moment it, it can you know because obviously your soul is you and it's it's the part of you that really has your best interest at heart not the ego mind. The ego mind has its own interest at heart. The ego mind is mortal. It's scared. The ego mind is just scared. It knows it won't be uh, around for a long time. And it's scared to death of all of that. And it's in a hurry. And it wants to have its way. It wants things done. It wants like, oh, come on, let's get this done. The soul has, has no, uh, you know, is in no hurry at all. The soul is eternal. If we don't do it now, we'll do it later. So the soul is really, really gentle on you. The ego mind is not. The ego mind is, is really tough on you, isn't it? It's, it's like really it can be very aggressive. It can be very negative. The soul is so gentle. The soul really has your, your best interest at heart. So if you go to the subconscious mind where you can actually find a, an easier access to your soul, um, what you will see is going to be... Uh, positive maybe you'll see things that are not nice but you will see them in a way that you can handle it's never going to be too much because your soul wants wants you to clear them wants you to see them wants you to to understand to overcome them and then an, another time you'll see more and it, it will always be in a way that you can handle mm -hmm. 
it's it's talking to yourself you don't have to be afraid of yourself never yeah no. and the soul you don't have to be impatient with yourself you know the ego is impatient Oof. like you said Simona but the soul is infinite and there is no rushing anything that's right um and it's that softer voice that speaks to you. It's that gentler voice that comes through your your gut feeling, your intuition, yeah. all of that. When you when you get that message of mm, yes or no, it you have to listen to that. Okay, it's always that gentle guidance where the urgency of the ego is driven by the pain body, is driven by the karmic causal body the cell memory that we have sitting within that as well. So, you know, it's always, and we can go into all of that energetic stuff at another time, but, you know, it's always, we have to remember that we are energy in motion. Even in this physical form, we're energy in motion. So any stuckness, any sense of, um, you know, stuckness, uh, with the ego will always push that stuck button. It will like, you stuck, you stuck, you stuck, you know? And it's about, letting the soul flow through you letting the soul come in to move that energy to move through you to unstuck you that's right <laughs> if that's even a word that's um, right yeah. yeah yeah and so it's key to be able to connect with your soul regularly you know to yes. be able to do your practices go yeah. out and be in nature because you don't have to necessarily have like a solid um, oh, I'm going to do an hour's meditation today to connect with my soul. It's That's not necessary. You can be driving in your car, listening to music. You can be walking on the beach. You can be sitting on your bed, you know, and just closing your eyes for a couple of seconds. It can be easy. It doesn't have to be hard, does it? Absolutely not. And, you know, you, you touched on a very important point, and that is a cell memory. So, um that's where the soul resides as well. The soul, uh, you know, the way the soul is connected to our body is through our DNA. And our DNA is in every single one of our cells. Our soul is uh, inside. It resides inside every single one of our cells. So in the cell, you have, you have both, you know, forces. And that's why also when you get in touch with your soul and when you do that kind of work, your body can heal in amazing ways because obviously when the soul gets a chance to do something, the effects are, are, are incredible. The soul, the soul knows how to heal you. The ego mind doesn't. The ego mind only knows how to maybe not hurt you but usually how usually it does hurt you because any anything hurtful we do to ourselves comes from the ego mind certainly not from the soul mm. certainly not yeah. from the soul yeah. and the the thing is with the the dna just coming back to that as well your dna holds the blueprint of your soul so if you activate the the codes um or you activate your dna you upgrade your dna you um you know, yes. work with the soul, then your DNA automatically gets upgraded and that activates yes. the key codes of your divinity, your soul blueprint. Absolutely. And so therefore you can then access higher streams of consciousness. You can access your soul gifts. You can access your higher purpose. 
And all of a sudden, you know, things become clearer for you. You're moving from the soul. You're not moving from the ego so much anymore. And that's why we constantly, as heart leaders, we're saying, raise your frequency, raise Mm -hmm. your vibration, Mm -hmm. do what you love doing, you know, be with the people that love you and that you love. Because when you're in that state of bliss and happiness and joy, this is the joy key code. So I work with key codes, but the joy key code activates that beautiful sense of soul, you know, having your soul move through you, laughter and joy and bliss. Um, and that sense of peace that comes with it, that when you're working with the soul. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? And I think, yeah, ultimately we are all moving in. So right now what's happening for humanity is we are, and especially since November, there's been this sense of humanity going through a very deep, dark um, death cycle and stepping into this more enlightened human beings that lives from soul, that accesses these higher streams of consciousness, that's able to discern frequencies, that's able to discern and um, tap deeper into their truth, right? So it's accelerating. It is accelerating. Mm, Yeah, it's going faster and faster. Yeah. Yes. So since 2012, we've had an acceleration of light entering our physical bodies to upgrade our DNA, to upgrade our consciousness. And what I was saying, you know, we cannot do something about it if it's not in consciousness. And then we bring it into the now moment, right, Simona? Mm -hmm. And then from that right now moment, that's when we can then choose what we want to do with it. But it's always being steered by the soul and the ego comes in to still remind us of what we can do and what we can't do and all our failures and all of those things. But the main thing is when you're a woman and when you're a man, and you can maybe speak into the Simona as well, and this is what's coming through spirit right now, you have to rise in your your energy, your power energy. So if you're a woman, rise in your divine feminine energy. If you're a man, rise in your divine masculine energy. Because when you do that, you are seeing yourself for who you are truly at that higher soul level. Then there comes a state of balancing where you bring the masculine up, yes, and you bring unification into your energy. And then the other side is the masculine then brings the feminine up. There's this unification of energy. Absolutely. And that's called oneness. That's called and you, you are talking about divine masculine energy and divine feminine yes. energy. What Absolutely. we see in the world at the moment is a total imbalance. But what we see now is not a lot of divine masculine energy. We see wounded masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem. Because uh, divine masculine energy is very creative, is very positive. What we see now is destructive, and this is wounded energy. This is this is disconnected from the soul. This is ego-driven masculine energy. Yes. Uh, when when the, the the two energies actually human beings have like more more one one kind of energy, but say we have a masculine and a feminine, and they are anyway they're huge archetypes. Obviously, we are we are permeated. Uh, in them yes but it's the divine ones that's what we want yes and and the wounded ones are the ones we have to be aware of and be aware of yeah Mm -hmm. 
And this is what we're talking about, you know, truly seeing your wounds, working through them, looking at your shadow and going, okay, I no longer want to be that. I no longer will um, accept this. Like you said, the word, you know, acceptance is a very big step into um, consciousness, accepting where you're at, accepting who you are and that you can change it. You know, before you accept yourself the way that you are and you lovingly hold space for yourself to transform and to transmute and, and bring into consciousness and awareness everything that's needed to bring, be brought into that consciousness. Yes. There's no moving forward from that, right? That's right. And the soul mm. does not say hold grudges or regret things, you know. Uh, soul is not angry. The soul is not um, judgmental, none of that. So when you when you can look back and say, okay, yeah, that, that's what happened. That's how it was. Okay. Uh, it does not have to, to be like that anymore. That's what it was. And from the position I'm in now, things will be, diff will be different. And also, you know, the shame about, you know, what happened. And this is the ego. This is not the soul. Your soul is not ashamed of anything. The soul is, is you know, uh, doing its journey, doing its eternal life and not judging anything. We are judging everything we do. and oh, But that's all always the ego mind. And that's what creates all the wounds. And then they get stored in the subconscious mind. And then they, they uh, govern our behaviors, our reactions, our things without us knowing. But that's what the problem is. It's, it's only there. So what you said, go in there and shed a light, see what's there. You know, you have to see the cobwebs if you want to, if you want to clean them out. Yes. Or spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 When you become the observer, don't you? Yes. When you're working from soul, you're becoming the observer and there's yes. no attachment. There's exactly. detachment from everything you become that looking looking at things from a bird's eye view yeah and um it becomes easier to navigate life because there's no drama there's no attachment to anything there's no pleasing people and trying to be things for other people and i think this is the main thing for humanity to understand is that this is what sovereignty means you know coming into a space of divine um love for yourself fierce love for yourself and um, this, this state of observing yourself and being able to see as you're going through your cycles and motions um, without any attachment, without any drama, without having to make something of it, without thinking that you're wrong or that something or you've, you know, your life is over. Um, but, you know, ultimately it's, it comes down to you, the choice that you make and, and the actions that you take to step into that divine sovereignty because yeah. divine sovereignty is the embodiment of divine masculine feminine energy it's being conscious it's having this flow this freedom to be you in all parts of you mm. but there you touched on the biggest problem that people are faced with especially women so they say okay uh what do you mean you know i i don't have to be there for people, help them, please them. Um, so, so what, what about my family? What about my, my spouse, my children? I, I, you know, you say, you say, do things for yourself. This is hard to understand. It's, it might, it may sound a bit harsh, but it's not. 
Because when you really do what's in your highest good, really in your highest good, not not like, like okay, I'm going to do this now and be, be absolutely, you know, um, uh, crazy or, or none of that. But if you are doing what's really in your highest good, it will be in their highest good as well. Because mm. it cannot, it's not compatible that something is in your highest good and it's not in the highest good of your beloved ones. It's not compatible. It's not possible. Mm. So it, it takes it takes some guts. It's a it's a it's a leap that can can be scary. But making a certain decision, doing something that might feel like, oh my God, what what they're gonna say, what they're gonna feel, how they're gonna, you know, are they gonna be disappointed? Are they gonna be feel let down? Are they gonna maybe that's the ego mind but in in the long term uh it's going to be good for them and they will thank you later but this is very hard to accept and very hard to then you know put it to practice yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's scary mm, it's, mm. yeah especially in the civilization you know <clears throat> cultural these cultural influences yeah um you know there's all sorts of different influences and I'm watching this really beautiful um, series at the moment and it is all about um, a very kind of rigid cultural influence on this man's life and he pulled away from that in Italy and he went and just followed his dreams. He became a chef instead of working on the farm, working on the land where the parents wanted him to be and marrying a nice woman that's from the same culture and um, he wanted to be different and he always had the soul calling to do what he would made him happy and give him joy you know and that's ultimately the thing and so because of that he was he was literally cut off from the family his father didn't come to his wedding he his father kept his mother away from the wedding and you can see the patterns you know the pain the wounds that's being played out but when we choose for ourselves, when we choose us and we go, this is me unapologetically, this is who I am, we actually stop that pattern from happening and from moving into future generations, right? That's when right. We're living from the soul, when we love ourselves, when we're blissing in <clears throat> through our own joy, and when we're doing the things that we want to do ultimately, we're stopping that old, antiquated, really rigid, masculine um you know energy that has created i'm not just saying it's not just masculine there's some feminine play as well with mothers and everything sure. but it comes from the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine mm -hmm. it comes from the antiquated patterns the um the way that things were perceived to be and when we as beings can rise above it and say now i choose me we're actually breaking that pattern we're yeah. stopping it for future generations so that yeah. we can evolve as human beings, that we don't sit in the dark ages continuously and actually go, well, you know, I'm not moving forward. Otherwise, humanity won't, we won't invent, we won't inspire, we won't be able to create, that's we won't right. be able to live lives of joy. That's mm. right. That's right. Yeah. And that, that's what people are confronted with. So the example you brought, like, look what he's done to his family. Look what, no, he hasn't done anything bad to his family. He's done yeah. something great for himself. And if the family, you know, if they're not able to take a step and come out of their of their uh, narrow, wounded, terrible, um, sick 
mentality, which is ego, mind, 100%, soul is so disconnected. I mean, they don't even know what it is. Uh, you, you cannot help everyone. Yeah. But but this character is definitely helping, helping the, as you say, the future generations. Yeah. Yeah. And what Absolutely. was interesting was the father said, you're bringing shame on the family and we don't want you anywhere near there. So what happens is our parents project we as parents i'm a parent as well right we as parents project our rubbish onto our children mm. and this is what's so important that we right now as human beings go okay how can we move forward we looking at what the mistakes were or the the learning lessons let's call them learning lessons not the mistakes the learning lessons the growth how we how can we move forward from that now to truly help our children and future generations rise into their divine feminine and divine masculine energy truly see who they are so that we can create this energy this unification of energy because what's happening for humanity at the moment it's broken Mm -hmm. It is broken in a sense because the person feels broken. Yes, the person feels wounded. So if we can encourage our children, if we can encourage the people that we are um, in communion with, yes, through our own vibration, through our own frequency, through the way that we show up, the way that we are in our truth and in love, yes, that's the only way we can do it we can actually then raise the frequency. We can stop that pattern. We can heal that ancestral wounds that has now, you know, been there for, for many, many generations. And as I'm sitting here, I'm actually feeling energetically where these wounds are sitting for people. Heart, and I'm feeling um, sacral chakra. And sacral chakra is all about creativity. We are creators. We're creative beings. And it's stopping us from creating it's stopping us from truly deeply loving ourselves and loving each other and loving our planet um, because of these really deep ancestral wounds that's playing out. I love mm. that you talk about our planet. I love that because mm. this is uh, one of the things that's closest to my heart. To my heart. And, um, uh, you know, I know for sure, I know, <laughs> that when a human being is connected to their soul, they're automatically connected to our planet. They're automatically connect, connected to nature. And this is what I'm, this is one thing that I'm really pouring a lot of um, work and love and energy into. Uh, I'm creating a community around that, around Beautiful. connecting with nature, uh, but from within, connecting with ourselves first, and then having this beautiful connection with nature as a byproduct because it cannot be otherwise because we are part of nature mm -hmm. and this has many implications um this also means that since nature is is infinitely abundant so are we and when we understand that we are at one with nature that will also make a way with a with another set of fears that is the fear the fear of scarcity for example and all of that you know the fear of being broken and, and poverty and, and, and not enough and all of that and wow I love that you talk about the planet you, you can yeah. go closer to my heart <laughs> well my work is all about the planet so very yeah. much it's you know just yeah. like you the work is with human beings but 
it ripples out. We are, our bodies are the earth. We are yes. the earth. So we are not disconnected from that. And when we no. realize that our bodies are the earth, when that we are temples of light that anchor in divine source energy here for the planet and vice yeah. versa, you know, we're working in that way. Yeah. So ultimately, it's it's so beautiful that you're doing this work to bring people back into that divine connection. And um, that's definitely my work as well. I wouldn't have it Fantastic. any other way um, no, because no. nature is healing. Nature yeah. heals us and it yeah. helps us remember who we are as exactly. souls because exactly. nature does not ask anything of us. Yes, <sighs> a soul doesn't ask anything of us. It just simply wants us to be there and be in communion connection receiving you know allowing things to just fall away fall away from you know our shoulders we carry so much on our shoulders every day don't we as women and men we like let's take on the world you know and um we have to be this and we have to be that and we've placed all these restrictions on ourselves. but what if we just could come back to love what if just for a moment we can come back to that space of divine love and just go, hmm, this feels good for me. I'm okay here. Yeah. Coming back to love means coming back to soul, means mm. coming back to nature. It's yes. all the same. Absolutely. Will you come and speak on my platform? Yes, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to, Simona. It's Fantastic. been such a lovely conversation. Is there Wonderful. anything else that you want to share with the audience today, with the listeners before we go today? Um, I think we've said it all. I found mm -hmm. a soul sister in you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm you. so happy. Your audience is so lucky to have you. Keep doing what you do. This is fantastic. The Thank you so much. Thank you, Simona. Thank it's you. been such Thank a pleasure you. having you on. If you Thank want you. to find out more about Simona and what she does, the link is below this video or it'll also be on the podcast. Please check out her work. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. It's been amazing. Much love. Take care. Bye-bye.